Hey guys, Walter Hudson here. Look, it's midnight. This is uh, probably not the best time or the best moment for me to put myself out there. Um, but I'm going to do it because I think that I think America deserves, and I think Minnesota deserves, and I think my constituents deserve a just reality, like a real take off the cuff, unscripted. This is first take, not going to redo, um, response to this whole McCarthy situation in Washington, DC. A little bit of background for you. I got involved in Republican politics back around 2008, 2009, right about the time that my eldest son was born. He was born in 2009. Um, there's something about having a kid that activates you, that makes you care about the future of your country uh, and the world that you're going to leave behind for the next generation. And I've been involved all that time intimately in Republican Party politics. I have been a caucus convener in multiple different, I moved around quite a bit in the metro area here in the Twin Cities area. Um, been involved in BPOUs and caucuses and convening caucuses, cycle after cycle since that time, all around the metro. Been involved in the grassroots. Seen this thing from every different angle. I was the vice chair of the uh, Republican Liberty Caucus. Okay. Um, I, I think I have pretty decent bona fides when it comes to the grassroots, when it comes to caring about the things that the average Republican voter cares about. And I think I've demonstrated over the course of these, what are we talking about, October, so 10 months of being sworn in as a state representative during my first term. I think I've demonstrated during my conduct in my first legislative session and uh, during the interim and the, the various commentary that I put out there that I'm with you guys. I mean, if you don't think so, that your prerogative, great. Um it seems as though like this, the, the line of what constitutes a rhino just keeps getting lower and lower and lower, um, and more and more exclusive. So it is what it is, but, um, I believe in the things that you believe in individual liberty, constitutional Republic, uh, representative democracy, individual rights, fiscal responsibility, you know, co Congress, Congress is terrible. Okay. Let's just lay some premises out on the table. Congress is terrible. Um, Republicans suck at this. We're no good. Like I get it. I understand. Um, you're upset because you're, if, if you're my age or older, I'm going to celebrate my 45th birthday in one month and one day. Okay. Remember, remember the 5th of November. If you're my age or older, then here's some things that you've suffered through. You have suffered through George W. Bush, who had all three legs of the stool. And what do we get for it? We got Medicare Part D. Wow. Thanks, George. Really appreciate that. Um, you suffered through the first term, the first presidency of Donald Trump the first two years of which he had 
a Republican trifecta. What did he accomplish with it? Well, did he repeal or replace Obamacare, which is something that literally every Republican campaigned on between when Obamacare was originally passed and 2016? No, they did not. Because as it turns out, the dog had no plan for what to do once it caught the car. All right. Um, so, I mean, do I, do I understand and appreciate the frustration that people have with Republicans? Absolutely. No doubt. Here's where I'm at, though. I have this crazy idea that if you're going to do something, it should be part of an overall strategic plan to actually accomplish an objective. And I don't see what the objective is here with Matt Gates and the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy is no angel. I don't mourn for Kevin McCarthy. I couldn't possibly care less whether or not Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House. He means nothing to me. But what does mean something to me is the future of my kids. What does mean something to me is whether or not Republicans function as a political party on the national stage and here in the state of Minnesota and generally because that party currently is the only hope I have for my kids to not be destroyed, to not have their future ruined, to not have the world that they live in and potentially have my grandchildren in completely destroyed. That's what's at stake. Those are the stakes, right? It's existential. And so it really matters to me that what Republicans do actually makes some kind of strategic sense. And so when I sit here and I watch what's happening right now in Washington, D.C., uh, I, I ask myself questions like, okay, uh, what's the end goal? Um, what's your plan to get from point A to point B to point C? Um, how How is this going to translate this circumstance of having eight, eight, count them, eight Republicans teaming up with all the Democrats and the congressional minority to oust Kevin McCarthy? How does that translate to getting a better Speaker of the House? And listen, I'll tell you right now, and I'm putting it out there, I'm putting it out there publicly. So you can, you can hang this right over my head, all right? If it works, I will eat my hat, okay? If this, if this strategy actually pans out and we end up with a Speaker of the House who is better than, more conservative than, more effective than Kevin McCarthy, then I, I will bow to the political brilliance of Matt Gates, but I just haven't been presented with any evidence that that's going to happen. And it's a big deal again, because of the consequences, right? Like what, where's this going to lead long-term that matters a great deal. And you know, the reason why I decided like what prompted me, I wasn't going to cut this video tonight. I was it's midnight. I don't typically cut videos at midnight. I should definitely be in bed. But the, what prompted me to do so is I'm surfing around on Twitter and I see this video that um, I'm going to put underneath this one 
from Chip Roy talking to Steve Dace in Iowa. Fantastic show. You should watch it every day. And Chip Roy, I mean, if you think he's a rhino, then I, I don't know. I don't know what I could possibly offer you in the way of defense or argument in the face of that. Chip Roy has been willing to put it all on the line time and time again uh, in, in opposition to leadership, of which my own congressman, Tom Emmer, I mean, he's the whip, all right? Um, Chip Roy has been willing to defy anybody and everybody. So if he's a rhino in this moment, by the way, he's not one of the eight who voted to oust McCarthy tonight or today. Um, if he's a rhino, then I, what does that even mean at this point? If, the, you're, if, if your premise is there's only eight actual Republicans that exist in Congress, well, then I guess I, we might as well be the Libertarian Party, right? Like, I guess, what is the point? What does any of this mean? Um, what are we doing here? And what's our plan? to actually protect our children and restore our Republic. I don't know. You tell me. Um, but he came out and he had this really powerful statement about where he's coming from and why he is not joining in with this current theatrical effort on the part of Matt Gates. And if, if, if he's willing to do that, you know, I've, this is, this is what I told. So uh, last year when I asked for the endorsement for my local Republican Party to be the state representative, um, what I told them was that I was going down to St. Paul to just tell the truth. Damn the torpedoes, come what may. I'm going to say whatever I believe to be true because it's true. And the truth is its own reward. The truth is validates itself regardless of consequence. Um, the Christians who were fed to lions, um, you know, Galileo standing in defense of scientific truth, uh, our founding fathers signing their names to a declaration against the most powerful empire on earth at the time. All of these are examples of people who are willing to say, you know what? I don't care what you bring at me. I'm going to tell the truth no matter what. And that's where I'm coming from. But the flip side of that is that it also means that I'm going to tell the truth to my friends. I'm going to tell the truth to my allies. I'm going to tell the truth to people who I agree with philosophically and ideologically when I don't understand what the hell it is that they're doing. Um, and when I'm concerned that what they're doing is actually going to have a deeply negative and damaging impact upon all of our lives. And that's where I find, that's where we find ourselves. And, you know, look, I, I welcome being proven wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. And I've been thinking about it today. I think I understand what at root at heart. Um, is motivating people like my friends, folks who usually are tossing hosannas at me <laughs> about uh, my willingness to say whatever needs to be said against the left, but are now um, deeply concerned that I'm not railing against McCarthy. Um, I think I get it. I think I understand where you're coming from. 
Because there's a certain point past which when a man is in a fight for his life and um, it, it, it seems as though there's little, if any, rational recourse left, that the impulse becomes a kind of a noble suicide where you say, damn the torpedoes, right? And I'm going to do whatever needs to be done in order to demonstrate my virtue personally, regardless of whether or not it wins the day, regardless of whether or not it takes the objective. And I think that's where a lot of people are at. And I get it. I do. I think if, if you're serious about being a warrior, uh, if you're serious about being a disciple, if you're serious about being willing to leave it all on the field um, in service of truth, then you have to be willing past some point to say, all right, this is my time. Uh, and I'm willing to give up the ghost. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to make the kamikaze run in order to, if, if not secure victory, at least secure my own personal honor. Right. And I think that's what's happening here is that there's, there's folks who, um, believe that the system is just so irreparably damaged and useless and pathetic that there's no point in even trying to have a rational plan for how to succeed. And we might as well just send a message, quote unquote, on our way into the grave. And maybe you're right. I, don't, I, I hope you're not. Because I have kids, and I would like to leave a world for them. So I hope you're not right. But if you are, God bless you. God bless you, and I'll repent in heaven for having not been alongside you in this moment. Um, but I still need to cling to the hope that righteousness can prevail in the United States of America, that there is something worth saving, that there are 10 righteous men in Sodom. That's my belief. There are 10 righteous men in Sodom and my sons are two of them. And the city is worth saving. Now, maybe that's ultimately not true. I guess we'll find out, but that's the premise I'm operating from is that we need to do what it takes within reason to defeat these ghouls. And that when your strategy involves voting with them, voting with the ghouls to affect an objective, you might rationally need to consider whether or not you're doing the right thing. Thanks for hearing me out. Enjoy your evening.